Welcome to your Life and Restaurant Podcast, the podcast of restaurant owners, by restaurant owners, for restaurant owners, where together we discover a better life, balance, and profits. Here is your host, Jose Pepe Lamas. Hello, welcome, my restaurant heroes. Welcome to your life and restaurant. This is the show dedicated to you. The show dedicated to your success. The show dedicated to small restaurant owners and leaders. And today we have a great show. Title, Where the Heck Are All the Workers? So I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but there's no people. There's no people to work. Restaurant jobs. There's no employees. As I scroll down the street, every single restaurant has a help wanted for sign. Look under the classifieds. There's thousands of openings. Where the heck are all the workers? We're going to try to answer this question in this show. So stay tuned. As I struggle with staffing needs, I have never seen this from all my time in the industry. The hiring market, it's it's crazy. All restaurants are struggling. In an unprecedented manner, I would say. And then when you hire people, they're leaving you the week after. Because there's so many openings people are out there looking for that job that pays them that extra quarter and there's nothing wrong with that that's capitalism right but what is it with all these problems that the restaurant industry is having what is it with not finding enough people why why is this happening in california And all across the United States. What I'm going to express here, it's my opinion. What I think. And it's something hopefully makes you think as well. The bright side is that you might be struggling right now to staff your restaurant. As I am. I mean, I'm hiring cooks, busboys, dishwashers, cashiers. Servers, everything. Unprecedented times. Because the demand's there, but there's no employees. A lot of restaurants are limiting their hours, only opening at night, only opening in the mornings, closing certain days, only having a certain number of tables, because there's no people to work. Many people have said that It's unemployment. A lot of people are still unemployment. A lot of people are still eating off the hand of the government, which I believe is wrong. And the other day I was saying, I just had a a lady that left because she's going to make more money in another place. And 
as I said, I believe in capitalism. That's fine. I get it. She's going to make more money. Good for her. God bless her. That's capitalism, right? I shouldn't complain. However, is it truly capitalism when the government's affecting the market? With unemployment? Paying unemployment? Then it's truly not capitalism. Because there's government interference. So then by definition, it's technically not capitalism. So what is this creating? The government's paying all this unemployment benefits, so there's no incentive for people to work, and they're staying home. I mean, a lot of these people that only work two, three days are making more money in unemployment. Why would they go back to work? The thing is that people that are out there What's this doing to the market? It's pushing the salaries up. It's pushing the salaries up. Because now they have they have their pick. So as the salaries push up, well, we have to raise the prices. We have to raise the prices to meet the demand of those salaries. So that's inflation. And not everywhere. We have to raise the prices because... The price of chicken went up. The price of meat? It's crazy. And at the end, it is a business. We're not doing this to not make any money. We're doing it to make some money. So wages go up. Price of cost, the cost of goods goes up. Prices are going to have to go up. Inflation happens. Then at the, the end of the day, the consumer's paying the broken dishes. And remember, we are also consumers. We go out to eat to other places. We are paying those inflated prices. So everything, to me, seems like it's a big bubble. Why? Because there's been government interference. It's not true capitalism. If it would have been true capitalism, then there wouldn't be unemployment. There wouldn't have been PPP and all that. And look, PPP and all that was wonderful. I applied, and it helped us out. And now there's more uh, restaurant revitalization fund, which I did not qualify because uh, we had a good year. We had a good year even with the COVID. We We were grateful enough to have a lot of takeout. And we did best practices to have a lot of takeout and be successful during takeout. But I'm all for it. If it's helped a lot of restaurants go out of business, it's helped a lot of bars, it's helped a lot of fine dining establishments that maybe they didn't do takeout. I understand that. But it's not capitalism. True capitalism is dog eat dog world. So if employees are deciding to take another job for a quarter more, And the thing is that people are so desperate for hiring staff, they're giving it to them. So they're, in a sense, mortgaging the future right now. We're raising those salaries up. But it's not true capitalism. 
So that could be something, the unemployment. A lot of people think it's the unemployment. Even some states are, I believe this month in June, they're they're finishing. They're not going to be giving out the extra state unemployment benefits. So, because there's people struggling. Food processing plants, manufacturers, they need people. The jobs are there. Some people are also saying that it's, it's health care. Uh, I mean, sorry, child care and that the schools aren't open and all that stuff. In my experience, the people that have come, gone, and by, they have zero worried about child care or schools. None of them brought up that issue. At the end, it's all about money. And yeah, people say, yeah, they're finally, restaurant people are are leaving the low-paid jobs, and they're finally getting high-paid and all that. It's fine, as I said, but it's not true capitalism. So what do we do about these things? How, how, do, how do we navigate these crazy times? And for me, it's been really tough because... We're a cyclical business. I'm by the beach. So summer, right now, starting June till September, our business increases a 30% at least. So this is when I normally will hire people. So my hiring needs go up right now. But there's no people. So I'm extremely understaffed. But you know what? The best response to obstacles is to do it anyway and we're gonna tackle it we're gonna take on the summer and we're still gonna do it everything's always working out but uh what's this going to do to the industry if there's a little recession if there's a little contraction of the economy what's it gonna do with this high wages what's it gonna do to all the people that are out there just picking at jobs i mean it's gonna be it's going to happen there's always recessions it's going to happen I don't know when. But it's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see. So as I said, right now, we're probably just mortgaging the future. It's all happy times right now. But who knows what's coming out there? And we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. Right now, if you have full staff, if you're doing good, make your money. Make your money and save up for that rainy day. So as I struggle to hire people and keep people right now, because I had people come through the door, but they just don't last. A lot of people that also left the industry have taken other jobs. They are doing um, construction or working at Target or working at grocery stores. They went to other jobs and, and they're happy there, right? So I'm trying to see how I could... um you know, reduce my turnover with the people I do come that are looking for a job and I'm already paying way higher, which is good. I don't mind paying way higher. Prices went up a little bit, so they're tipping out more. So servers are making more money. Buzzers are making more money. I already give free vacation if you work full time with me. You get free meals. You get a $40 credit worth of food every month. I'm just trying to find ways of 
how to better have better employee retention. The thing is right now, because of all what's going on, you really can't evaluate your your success of your programs because it's it's a crazy time right now. And I'm and I've always been a person that I know I'm a hundred percent responsible for what's going on. So I'm trying to look inward to see where the solution lies. What am I doing wrong? And I haven't found the solution. I wish I had and I would tell you, but I haven't found the solution. I'm trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? How can I retain better employees? I mean, I already pay them good. I pay my dishwasher good, my busser's good. I mean, technically, busboys, they don't make more than minimum wage just like servers because they get tipped out. And I'm paying them more. The cooks, I'm paying them more. So I really don't know. I have struggled with this question. I've been struggling with it through this time. And I haven't found out the answer. Yet again, I would like to see how my programs of all these benefits I give would be during normal times. Because I haven't had this much turnover in in a decade. It's just been crazy. The people coming in and out the door, it's, it's crazy. My accountant does my paperwork. It's like, what's going on? You know, I have people to come a week and then they leave. Then I get other people that stay two weeks and then they leave. It's just crazy out there. I'm sure you could relate. So what advice could I give you today? It would be to get very clear on the on the staffing needs of your restaurant. When you're potentially hiring, be very clear about the position and the pay. And remember that the number one goal is your restaurant. Your job is to keep your restaurant afloat for the next months or so where all this settles. So if you need to pay a little more, pay a little more. But if the business is there, it's fine. Raise the prices. Go out, see what your competitors are doing. How much are they charging around the area? Your job is to, just how we survived the COVID storm, your job is now to survive this staffing storm. Your job is to maintain your restaurant afloat as we come out the other side of this. That's it. And you need to Understand what his needs are and what you need to do. What do you need to do? As I end this today's podcast, I started reading this book called Restaurant Men by Joe Bastianich or Bastianic. Joe is uh, one of the most successful restaurateurs in America. Came from Queens type of a autobiography I don't know if you're have you heard of Anthony Bourdain the chef that wrote a couple books the nasty bits confessions of um, the kitchen confidential or something like that they were good books I also read them 
So Joe is uh, it's like an autobiography of his story from rag to riches coming from Queens and his parents were restaurant tours as well, Italian places. It's a good story. I'm about um, 82 pages in right now as he's opening his first restaurant, Becco. And uh, I want to leave you with uh, three tips I have gotten so far from it. Also something that maybe you could put some practice into before I end this podcast. So the three things I have here that I have read so far from this Joe Bastianich restaurant man is one, limit your waste and be cost conscious. Limit your waste, especially on free things. You know, for example, like us, we give chips and salsa, limit our waste on that. Or if you give bread and butter, napkins, linens, towels, etc., in this business, he says, you have to save money to make money. So all this stuff that you give out for free that the customer's not really directly paying for it, try to not waste so much of it. Try to not waste so much napkins and straws and stuff like that. So that's one tip that I got in so far from it. Another one is that waiters are the bridge between you and the customer. So waiters represent you. They represent your brand. So make sure you have right people that are representing you because they are they do represent you. When you're not there, if you're in the kitchen, if you're busy, that person that's serving that table is representing you. They are your restaurant at that time. And third, he says it's better to be lukewarm for 20 years than hot for six months. My take here is that it's better to be consistent. It's better to be... You know, in business for 20 years than just crazy for six months. And you've seen those businesses that they're crazy for six months, even when they open or a certain portion, and then they didn't build for the future. They didn't, they didn't build for 20 years. So always build for 20 years, not just for six months. Don't just be the hot new thing that people come and try and don't come back again. You need to establish, be an established restaurant. For two decades. So that's my my um, quick tips here on that. I'll finish reading the book and hopefully I'll get a next podcast. I'll have a couple more tips from you on that. That way you don't have to read the book. <laughs> but I do recommend it. So it's a freshly quick read, fun read. Um, I like his style of writing. It's pretty good. It's called Restaurant Man by Joe Bastianich. It's a New York Times bestseller. And that's all for today. Thank you, my restaurant heroes. I hope uh, you find people to work. Hope you find people to work. I feel you get your positions filled. Cooks, servers, dishwashers, cashiers, hostess, whatever you need. I hope you get those positions filled. And I remember, just remember that your goal is to stay afloat. Your goal is to do what's best for your restaurant. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. We'll see you in two weeks.